Welcome back to WTF and Vana Deal with Ruamoko and uh, Spicy Ryan. Oh, oh, I guess you're my. I guess, yeah, I'm. You're me now, and and I'm Rua. Aren't we all just Rua's alts, though? Uh, apparently, there's a there's... joke. A joke going around that I'm Rua, and I don't really get it, but it's funny enough that I'm like, okay, so that's that. I know. It's not the first time in like so many weeks that you posted that either, because that, that, that I, I kind of got taken aback. I was like, "Did you just repost the same thing again?" And then lo and behold, that was not the no. case. See, the first time I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's that's whatever." And then the second time I'm like, "Ah, this is a joke, isn't it? I get this. I, I, I'm on to this. I, I, I'm smart." You see, I can't tell if they were joking though, and that's why I replied the way I did because I can't tell if if uh, if these people actually think that you are Rua or if. <laughs> or or if like they even know what Rua does because like I, I I remember the guy specifically said in what he wrote to you that you're you're Rua Moko that the guy that uh, that makes that all the video the guides the oh yeah does the reviews well, no he didn't say video uh, guides he, he said reviews. yeah does the reviews and I'm like wait I don't think he does that like I don't think he does what you think he does so I don't know it's just a big mystery to me I, I don't know how this happens not a do I so. This time, we were going to talk about Meta Part 2, or originally we were going to say, hey, we don't need a topic, we'll just, we'll just talk, because that seems to work for us before and after anyway, we need a topic for, we're too cool for topics. But then we're, yeah. we decided we were going to do Meta Part 2, and then before we got on, we're talking about it, we're like, we don't want to just rehash what we did. And we have more we felt we could have talked about, and even a PM from someone, and which is another thing, we need more feedback from people, because... People talk about certain things or have questions or this or that. I want to see things discussed, not just job topics. Obviously, we'll eventually get an expert on for every job. So if you are a job expert out there and want to get on, we could do that because Fox and I don't play every job, but we do need feedback and questions and topics and what people think about and things like that. So it's very helpful. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you can do it anonymously as well. If you don't want to get called out or anything or be associated with us in particular, but still want your uh, your question answered, just feel free to let us know that and be more than happy to answer it. Because so far, anything that anyone sent in, we've either tried to incorporate the episode in some way or just try to um, specifically set aside time during the next episode uh, to address it. So just let us know. Do we want to roll into our PM here? Yeah, let's do it. That way we can at least talk about meta again. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this PM comes from uh, Sveden. He is our first Swedish listener from the BG forums, and of which he says he is childishly excited to be the first Swede to listen. And we are happy because Sweden is an awesome place. Have you been there, Fox? Uh, no, I have not been outside of the U.S., and I think that's uh, to my detriment. Well, I mean, that's a common thing. But I've been to Sweden, and it kind of blew me away by. You know, Swedes are so nice that, especially because they're next to the Finns, who aren't rude people, but by comp- you know, comparison, it makes the, the, the Finns seem very rude. But the Swedes are so nice, they say thank you twice in, the, in one sentence. Instead of thank you, they'll say thank you, thank you. Wow, really? Yes, talk, talk. That's so good. But yeah, that's the only place that I went and, and suddenly had the greatest hospitality I've ever experienced was in Sweden. So thank you to the Swedes and thank you to Sveden. But... What Sveden wrote about partly in his PM here was on the meta. And of course, by the time we're recording this, the meta episode will be out tomorrow. And, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk more about meta anyway. However, 
Uh, an episode, that was Fedden says, an episode on the meta sounds awesome. The player base needs to be informed further to the standard setups, uh, that the standard setups are not the only way or even the most efficient way of doing things. For example, we still run Wave 3 with at least two Geo, most often three, and whenever someone says, quote, put a beast in for whatever the slug the AoE defense down move is called, it's 1.50 a.m. and I don't remember, they are immediately shut down. And Dancer and Summoner are, if ever allowed in, put into the tank party with little to no opportunity to perform properly. I find myself being part of the majority often as well, despite knowing I shouldn't be. Wow. And I suppose that could be a lot of people's take on jobs that aren't like the most mainstream, like uh, all the ones that you see... I, I guess in videos, like I'm not really big on all the videos for FFXI, but I know that there's at least one person we've talked about on here who goes samurai to everything, right? And like the big two-handed DDs are the ones that you buff in order to win the content or whatever. Um, so this guy is talking about, it looks like lesser known jobs that are still effective, um, not having the opportunity, at least within his circles, uh, to be able to, to be able to attend content. And um he he also says that he finds himself being part of the majority as well, despite knowing he shouldn't be. So I guess maybe that's one major thing that we should really touch on and something that I really wanted to bring up with this meta episode. I am fully qualified to go over the finding yourself in the majority, even though you shouldn't be, because that would happen a lot with our divergent runs as well, as in me being in the majority that shouldn't be, because you need to do stuff and you know what you're working with and you have to do those things sometimes. So that would be a good way to go into that. Okay, okay. But first, let's start with Summoner, because for all intents and purposes, a lot of people aren't running full Alliance content. They're most likely running a full DD party and then some off party with Geo, Mages, Tanks, whatever they have, Leeches, something like that. And if you have a Bard in the DD party and you have out people outside that want to do something and you don't have a full extra party for those people, a Summoner is perhaps the greatest single job you can bring to Divergence because... The bard can rotate out because most often, especially when you're moving, the bard is not worth meleeing with and sitting in party the whole time. And their songs should last long enough, especially with Nitro, unless people die as they do. But you really, it shouldn't be a huge problem. That the bard can drop and rotate with the summoner, and the summoner can come in. It can apply Warcry to everyone. Sorry to all the warriors out there with your enhanced Warcry, but not everyone even takes warrior, so definitely valid. It can give you end fire, which can be as potent as 80 plus damage a hit especially great for one-handed jobs. You get Earthern Armor for your extra Shurzo, Ninjas might not kill you. You get TP bonus from Shiva, and you get a whole host of other things you can use, whether it's the Emity Erase from Carbuncle, which would only apply more to a Wave 3 fight or, or something else along the lines of Haste If you, Depending on what you're rolling with, you can run with one less Haste Song on your Bard. And there's a lot of other things that the Summoner can do, whether it's Impact for minus 30-ish stats on NMs is very helpful, and other things like that, Stun... I mean, yeah, a lot of things you can do with Summoner. Extra cure potency I, received. I know with a lot of uh, my favorite strategies that I just keep on saying, reiterating over and over again, um, the subtle blow favor from Siren would be a huge boon to almost all the things I do on Ninja, yet I almost never get that buff. Um, Ninja criminally lacks subtle blow too, um, unless you get the Fudo on a specific path. And... I mean, I, I, I don't think that weapon is ever going to put out as much as, like, say, the Nagling Will or, you know, other combinations if you have, like, Blade Chi setups going. So if you're doing TP minimalization strategies, just having that favor in the party so that the Monk can wear a better gear set and so that the Ninja can even cap the Subtle Blow 2 to begin with um, would be a huge benefit. 
particularly in Divergence, though, that wouldn't apply. But the Crystal Blessing alone with the Warcry is, especially if you don't have Frailty and everything, a huge yeah. benefit from a job that can then rotate back out and back up heal or kill statues or do whatever a summoner does, which is infinitely more useful than any other leech in the off party not getting buffs trying to fight. Yeah, and there was a prior episode where I talked about, you know, Ninja being able to do cool 9999 damage and all that cool stuff. Um, Summoner can actually replicate the same thing without buffs uh, in, like, Juno, for example, because uh, their Flaming Crush is going to work the exact same way as the Blade Cheese do. So if that helps uh, anyone decide, hey, we're going on a Juno run, what kind of DD can we pick up that may be pretty low impact when it comes to being able to shout damage? Uh, Summoner is definitely a good candidate for that. Uh, they will be able to one-shot mobs. The problem is they're on a 21-second timer, so just kind of take that for what it is and use them in the rotation like Spicy was talking about. And if you don't have a Beastmaster in the group or a job expressly putting on attack down, like Weapon Break from Warrior or, or something of the sort, Leviathan's attack down is very potent. So, I mean, it's not extremely potent, but it's 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 really good to have. So for the Wave two st- the wave 1 statue, the Wave 2 boss, etc., that's also very helpful. And especially one of the least used and utilized things, I think, would be the Wave 2 bosses get huge bonuses, whether it's 25% plus attack or defense, and it's, it's worth hundreds too. But you can take a Tomos in a group on a summoner, and it's very, very accurate. And you can take the Warcry or Defense Plus or whatever from these mobs and give them to your party, and they're very potent buffs. Yeah, you know a lot more about uh, specifically the summoner side of things than I do. Uh, my group is notorious for not using summoners, period. So anything that I've been exposed to is probably when I was like offering the mercenary services or anything like that. So um, when it comes to like summoner buffs, I know what summoner can do. It does really cool things, but getting a group that's actually going to use that in a slot can be a little difficult, especially if they don't have the knowledge in advance of what it can really bring to the table outside of Conduit. Yeah, we had fraud in our divergence runs for the year plus that we did it. So, you know, when you have fraud, basically he becomes summoner or he might as well be AFK because his white mage is that bad. Ooh, gross. Yeah, we don't even say he has another job. He has white mage and we just say fraud only has one job. <laughs> That's good. There's a reason it's summoner burn all the things. It's because he provides no alternative. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, summoner though, um, I have seen. Um, even while the dude was getting unlocks, um, there's a, a very good buddy of mine. His name's Cavendish. Uh, he was actually doing what I was talking about with the Juno run, uh, where he was uh, one-shotting uh, not only uh, stats, but also regular mobs. So if you find your, yourself in a group that's just trying to like get through and get some clears, maybe not necessarily like clear the whole thing, um, that's a very uh, low-buff job that can still perform from a DD standpoint. And if you're a inexperienced group that's just trying, you know, maybe you're just a random individual player, even trying to get your wave one wins to unlock plus two slash three, uh, you know, summoner using conduit, whether it's the goblin with Kate Sith, because the goblins most effectively take light damage in Juno and the statues reflect that and things like that, then that's also a good way to inflict a lot of damage on the statues. Um, I do want to touch on him saying that he feels that he's a party or a part of the majority as well yes um, knowing he shouldn't be and what i what i take that as is that he's one of the people who i'm not gonna say ashamed because i'm not gonna like try to state your state of mind guy but um you're one of the people who just kind of goes with the flow it's like hey you know i know that these jobs aren't supposed to go in here because someone said so but in the back of your mind i'm guessing that there's this little thing that says hey well maybe they could go there and um you know uh, uh, what I guess what I'm kind of wondering is, 
why don't more people actually like like try to speak out against it? Well, it's the same reason in, in real life you don't see real people speaking out for things they should or believe in or don't believe in. But in terms of keeping in Final Fantasy XI here, uh, as a Link Show leader, a couple times over on off, not good, not going to go there. But you, it, it's not just a job of knowing what's right and wrong. It's also political. So you have to keep morale and motivation in mind on top of what will make people the happiest on top of what's going to be the most conducive to our success. Because if you make the same person come barred every time and they hate it, they're not going to show up anymore or they're going to do this or that. So that's a lot of, it's a big balancing act of a lot of different people, personalities, etc. So yes, you know better sometimes that we don't need uh, this, that, or this to do this run, but because you know you have X, Y, Z person coming, you know you have to bring some of those more uh, trite DDs. You need to bring the things that everyone knows about, will buff up as much, has geared better than other jobs they have, instead of letting people, hey, I want to come pup. Well, that's great, but unfortunately, that's not going to really produce our... We, we don't need the extra output, but... In terms of what we have tonight, in terms of who we have, we need extra output, so you're not coming Pup. Pup's perfectly valid for several... We would use Pup, actually, to speed up Wave 3. We would actually farm Wave 1 and 2. A lot of people just they can't do it efficiently, skip right, Wave 1 and 2, just blast right through it, right to the boss. They'll kill every statue one shot. We would farm Wave 1 and 2, and we would just randomly decide to go in, and if we didn't have time left, we would have the Puppet sack the uh, the mobs in the fetter, run in and kill the fetter while the Puppet's you know, super tanking everything and giving us time. And then we'd run past the fetter and save all that time to go to the wave three boss if we wanted to. But otherwise, yeah, you don't get always to do. Yeah, Dancer is perfectly great. But if you're not setting up your group to work with Dancer or this or that, or, you know, if someone has a normal Donna and the group's not doing great, you need the address, then yeah, that's what happens when you know better, but you're in the majority of people who don't know better and 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 shout those things back out of rank 15s or idris only etc but because your group's kind of lacking or people aren't on or or you're missing this or that you end up doing that is what i think he means or at least what it means to me and and also what you want to watch out for there in the same hand is trying to fit the square pegs into the round holes just because the square peg is something that's like heavily believed in like the idris geo doesn't mean it's necessarily a great option in wave three uh, depending on what bubbles you're providing. So like knowing the mechanics in advance and knowing that like say the debuffing bubbles are nerfed, um, that's definitely a way to uh, to make sure that you don't you can fill those holes in the group. Because one of the things that I look at, like if I go to build an event or something, is you know, what holes are we missing? Like um, if anyone has listening to this has ever played with me in game, um, I always try to make sure that first and foremost, all of the roles that we need to do to fill the run are filled. And then try to fill people into you know the the niche jobs that they want to come play for x reason and that's because to succeed there is a base minimum that needs to be met before you can start putting in the superfluous things so when he says two to maybe three geos they bring and being in the majority there he also i think when he's talking about beast specifically bringing a beast master in this instance because bubbles are nerfed is especially more potent and powerful than bringing a geo they okay. might as well not even exist you're kind of just wasting a spot at that point if you're trying to provide those debuffs on geo instead of taking a more potent beastmaster since you're nerfed unless you're going to be bolstering but even then that's that's not even relevant yeah and it depends also um like where the percentages lie when they are percentage based buffs or debuffs uh bringing the beastmaster when it's the only percentage uh percentage down that's affecting the mob is more potent when than when there's not so um 
are you getting more out of the Fury buff, giving you a, a plus percentage, or are you getting more out of the uh, the PDF scaling uh, when you're giving your the mob more uh, degrades? So I, I guess you really want to keep that into account too. Like you can mention that you bring two, maybe three geos, but how many cores are in the run? Um, are they consistently providing chaos roll? Are your DDs even consistently melee DDs? Um, there's a lot of different ways that this sort of thing can be approached. Yeah, and, and that's why, as you, I think, were the first one to say, and I wholeheartedly agree with, that meta is a mindset. And I think we're part of the mindset. You can go ahead. Oh, I'm just agreeing with you while you're saying it. it it's, it's a mindset, and uh, not enough people are really asking themselves, like, why is this meta, or is this even meta? Is this even the most efficient tactic available? Most I still effective. stick to effective tactic. Yeah. I, I only think it matters of efficiency, so it's always going to come out of my mouth when there's an E there. Efficiency makes it, to me, seem what's the fastest, what's going to get us, you know, there with the least hassle. Effective, to me, is what's the way we can do this and win without any roadblocks or the least roadblocks or give us the highest rate of success, not even just trying to blaze through it sometimes, but just what can we do to make sure we don't fail. Yeah. And it's always cookie cutter because anything abstract is not, you know, something like uh, sealed... What is it, the Omega Ultima Master Trial fight? Uh, sealed Fate? Yes, I was going to say Sealed Fate, but I didn't want to say Fate. I wasn't sure. Anyway, something like that is an abstract sort of strategy needed, which is why it's probably one of the, I would say, least popular, least successful Master Trials still because it's an out-of-the-box sort of thing that you can't just throw whatever at and be successful. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I know that's actually the uh, last master trial that I need to complete, and it's not because like I'm not ready for it or anything, or my group isn't ready. It's just well, we've had a, a spree where there's not everyone on at the same time interested in doing the same thing, and you know it's a lot of scheduling snafu to get that to work. And because of the particular setups and stuff, I, I'm I'm particularly not interested in going with pickup groups for this particular master trial. Uh, there's just no way I could trust people to fill that many niche roles effectively. Um, so. That's where, you know, even I can sometimes have a meta bias. And the meta in this situation is me making sure that I'm going with people that I know. Back when Magnanimous was a thing, people wanted to do Sealed Fate. And that was the only mass trial. I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. And I just didn't even want to <laughs> get involved in that because I knew it was going to be a problem for certain people. I didn't even want to deal with it. Yeah. And I mean, I think the strategy is like slightly evolved as well. Um, I think when people think meta, they they think particularly like, the setups that go into something like Sealed Fate that have the highest run of success, or like if you look at Black and White, um, people really only approach it with uh, two strategies. There's the old Ranger strategy and the somewhat newer uh, Summoner strategy, but both of them uh, do a huge uh, a huge amount of range and hate mitigation. Um, that's not to say that there aren't other strategies that may actually be faster or, or better. Um, some people have had luck with uh, like melee strats on the Black and White Master Trial. Um, but personally, not me. Honestly, this is a situation where I go, I go to summoners. Like I even have a really good ranger, and um, I've actually had the most success out of uh, summoner fights because of how disposable their enmity is. Yeah, and that fight has wacky enmity too, so it's especially important. Summoners even more important there than normal jobs because the enmity can get all over the place. I don't know if it's a mechanic, a reset, a de rapid decay, whatever it is going on there. Sometimes it's just the hate gets wonky in there, and DDs will die. So I mean, it's the bard. So there's a bard foamer uh, that you need to kill uh, because every time it does um, sleep go resets. I think, think it's the horde lullaby. Yeah, yeah, sleep go resets hate it's on, not just on that, everything though. it hits. So. Well, okay, so it also works like UNM, um, where you're going to get more hate off the damage you deal um, as opposed to regular enemy mechanics. 
I had first so, tried to do melee for that too, and it was such a disaster. That was where we took Funkworks before he left the server, and that's where he had to write something about having an issue with no matter how much magic accuracy, you still get resisted. There's some cap ceiling there or whatever he was saying, but that was a while ago too. But it was just melee was disastrous because uh, I was just all over the place. So I did the summoner one. But yeah, there are some there are some really restrictive fights like that where you see the the idea of a meta for it shining through more. And I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a meta because when people refer to the meta as a general statement, that's where I kind of get a twitch. Um, <laughs> where, okay, so I kind of ranted about this on the the, the forum, or not our on our Discord server, uh, briefly. Which join? Where? Those? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, join us. Um, contribute to the conversation. Please send us uh, feedback, etc. But anyway, uh, so. What I was getting at is people refer to the meta as like this general term, but if the meta itself was truly general, that would mean that all content is the same. And we just used three examples of content that's different, that's geared differently, that even has different party setup or allowments that are different. So stating that there is the meta or I'm upset with the meta doesn't really contribute to an overall fix for whatever could be getting you down as part of this discussion, because there is no the meta. Um, there is an approach to a specific content, but to generalize it means that all content is the same, which isn't, it's definitely not true. Like all big ambiguous terms, meta turns to, tends to be an umbrella that people spread to every rainstorm here where they take meta and it also means bandwagoning. It also means people being ignorant. It also means people being exclusionary. It also means this or that. So it's, it's more than what it is. Yeah. And I, I think that that's when it starts to circle around to where our definitions of elitism are, are the same, but we talk about them differently. I, I know we, we exchange uh, personal yeah. messages about that uh, leading up to it, but we, we kind of come to about the same conclusion. Um, Spicy uh, kind of has the stance where, not kind of, but he does have the stance where elitism isn't necessarily a bad thing because it leads to people um, being proficient enough at specific classes or things that they do in order to put out guides for other people. And trailblazing. Yeah, they're trailblazing. And I, I definitely can't disagree with that. Um, I think, uh, and, and because of that, you think that elitism isn't inherently bad. Um, I have a different stance on it slightly, where elitism does contribute to those things. Um, but I think that kind of chalks up to your your pride and how you do things as well, which isn't necessarily different. It's, it's just egotism. Yeah, it's egotism. Um, but which elitism, tends to go hand to hand with elitism, just like madness tends to go hand in hand with brilliance. <laughs> For sure, dude. Oh man, <laughs> that is so true. But, uh, the, the problem with elitism is with any ism is that, um, it can tend to be exclusionary as well. And I think that's the part that people end up facing when they want to play their favorite jobs, etc. um, is when they feel excluded because they put their work into X job and it doesn't fit the meta, which isn't even the meta most of the time. It's just people's idea of what the job is. Um, then uh, you end up, you know, kind of feeling slighted against a term that you may not even be using properly. And it takes people exposing others to things that are basic to them, but unknown to the people they're demonstrating themselves to when they play a certain job or do a certain thing or X, Y, Z, is a lot of the meta is Ignorance, not for ignorance sake, which, you know, people don't even pull up the wiki. So that's often a true statement. But yeah, it's, you know, if you don't play with a summoner in your link shell, how would you know a summoner makes a great job to rotate in providing unique buffs and buffs that stack with other things, providing greater output to your group? How do you know a Beastmaster can put on defense and attack down? How do you know X, Y, Z? And people, they don't know. 
So nope. the more exposure people get, the more they'll know. But the problem is bandwagoning gives all the focus to samurai, warrior, white mage, geo, bard, corsair, etc. And when the focus is the limelight's all on those people, you don't the other ones that it's that the, there's no light on them. So they're on the stage, you know, even though they're there because the light's just shining on those jobs. And that's what everyone bases everything around. Okay. Well, we do this like this with all these jobs. So let's try everything like that in different combinations. And that's inherently to me, the meta, but it's not the meta. The cold fact of the matter is, is that when you're on one of these jobs that isn't seen in the limelight from, you know, the, the greater player bases point of view, you do have to try that much harder. Like if I'm going to fill a DD role, um, generally, I will go Dragoon, I will go Ninja, or I will go Beastmaster. And I guarantee you that out of all those three jobs, I know which one someone will pick the most often. Dragoon, probably. And, that, and that, that's, well, yeah, it's Dragoon. And the real answer is for me to go Geo instead. <laughs> and that's and that that's not because I don't do a shit ton of damage either. Um, it's definitely not the case. Um, the, the reason for it is people don't really see those jobs specifically as like the end-all be-all. Like if someone else is there, and let's say your group's options are limited, you know, there can be holes in the party if someone doesn't come next job. The uh, someone going as a Dark Knight who may not be as geared as, say, the next person over is a Dragoon is going to be more tempting to pick to fill that role because they're already on a job that is, um, quote unquote, like accomplished uh, from the the viewpoint of the, the, the greater environment around us. So they are pro they, they have the most likelihood of filling that role properly. Um, whereas the, the person who's on Dragoon is like, well, I know this Dragoon has to try a lot harder to do what a Dark Knight can do, which isn't actually true. Um, but that player actually does have to try harder on these lesser known jobs, uh, because they have to overcome that, uh, that point of view or that, that automatic ism that comes with them. In a theoretical case of maxims here, which is never really the case, but a Dragoon would weapon skill more frequently with less of a ceiling than a Dark Knight yep. would in this case. And that's what people look at as the big numbers instead of the overall picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's usually uh, where the, the parse-topping numbers come in at. It's your frequency over the actual damage itself. That's absolutely true. And the and I know is that actually a lot bigger than people give it credit for, especially with a set. That's a free thousand damage every time. So if you do 50 weapon skills, that's an extra 50,000 damage for nothing. Yeah. And it's, it's over time as well. So the longer the event, the more sources of free damage, the better that job is actually going to be overall. And, you know, and we've talked about padding the parse versus actually outparsing someone before as well. Um, so when it comes to being able to one shot stuff, I can definitely attest that Dragoon can do that. Um, but the, the thing is, though, is. That Dragoon may not be helping the party as much as the Beastmaster or, like, say, the Dancer or anyone is. And or even the, the Dark Knight is in... Yeah, or even the Summoner. And the, the, the Dark Knight is also in that same boat. They may not be helping the party as much as the next job over. And I know that if I join a group and I'm on Beastmaster, I'm like, you know what? I am just going to DD as Beastmaster in this group because I want to be Beastmaster. Um, I know that I'm going to have to try harder than I would if I had gone Dragoon because I've got so much more of a deficit to make up for um, just being on a job that isn't widely, widely accepted. It has nothing to do with the actual performance. And I don't know about you, but if I'm going to lose the parse, I don't care if I win or lose it. I'm using leg sweep on that ninja. Do not blow me up, please. My wyvern timer takes time. Oh, man. Leg sweep is so good. If anyone hasn't actually experienced leg sweep from a polearm, that is like one of the longest duration stuns in the game. A better it is, sudden it is lunge. Yeah, it is so absurd. 
Like the 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 mob forgets it even has consciousness. It just goes into a coma and then you kill it. Like leg sweep is amazing. Great for wave one statue too because you can keep him in place instead of he's going to eventually chase the corsair for doing throwing out nines if he's fully buffed or the ranger or whatever you're using. You know, I actually I, I have a terrible thief. We were talking about this beforehand. You didn't say it was terrible. Uh, we went. Oh, dude, my my thief is really bad. <laughs> uh, it, it's not. A thief is one of the few jobs in this game that I personally don't believe in. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that I personally don't believe in it over other jobs. And I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but I ended up having to go thief to Dynamis on uh, on Friday uh, because people wanted to go for certain things for clears and RP and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll go thief. And I did the uh, I did the Rudra's opens and the, the double close darkness on the wave two statue. And our Corsair that normally pulls hate almost all the time did not pull hate because when the stat was around 50%, I just went up and stole his enmity. Wow. Wow. A thief yeah. doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. A novel idea, huh? It's almost and, like that uh, job's adding more value and utility to the run overall, making it smoother when you didn't need the extra damage. Yeah. Oh, if I could only do extra damage, like if I did the damage that was expected of a DD roll, because thief's still a DD, even if you're applying treasure hunter. So try to go for the gold there, guys. If you're on Thief, um, if I was actually doing the damage that that I would have expected out of me in that run, that run would have been awesome because the Thief actually will add a lot of utility if it's played properly. Uh, the, the problem is, is that when when Thiefs are invited to things to fill that role, it's often not thought of as the damage daily guy. It's often thought of as, hey, this guy's going to help us get drops. And they're going to so, do a little damage, but they're kind of like the bard fighting, right? Eh, yeah. Let me tell you, I mean, I've been doing elo runs for heavy metal plates for uh, Twashta because I'm working on my thief slowly but steadily. And the thieves that come up there to do it, I, I when I pop it without displacers, because, of course, I usually use one because that's all I need, but I pop without displacers sometimes just to do. see how people are there. And you get thieves up there who TP in full malignance, and they have a, a skin flare slash sandong. I had someone with a turret slash sandong, and I go, you know, you could just take your 300 domain invasion points and and just get a Shijo immediately. Because I go, you know, Sandung's not good. They go, I have nothing else to put in the offhand. And it's like, Shijo. And I find Thief, single-handedly, is the most under-geared, underperforming job in this game. Everyone plays it for whatever reason they play it, but every time I encounter a Thief, almost every time, they don't know what they should be doing, they don't have the proper... not. I mean, it's hard to say proper gear, but there's no reason to have Sundong. There's zero reason to ever have that dagger. None. I mean, it has completely been invalidated well, by every new thing out. in this game. No, there's there's zero reason, because Shijo is two to three days of AFKing in Domain Invasion, and it blows away that dagger, and you don't have to spend any money or waste boulders or anything stupid like that. And it, it's better in every sense, and it goes very well with the Ambuscade dagger. It's the best offhand you're going to use for that until you make Twashtar. The thing that comes to mind for me is if uh, the thief's in that that awkward adolescent stage where it's just a brand new thief with a with a gleam in his eye, um, having something like a sandung with the th one is the only value that I really put on that particular weapon. Um, if they need that plus one th for whatever reason, they I know that there's gear, lots of other ways to do it. Oh yeah, that that's definitely for certain. Um, but it's just ah available to you right then and there with no extra work. Yeah, but sitting there doing nothing in domain invasion for a couple of days or just getting the shijo which is not hard in itself that's that's no work well, that that's when it comes to actually optimizing your job like owning a sandung and only using the sandung are two different things and i think that's where people need to be able to read and assess the situation so that they can unequip that sandung when it's not necessary 
Um, but that's my and, point is you never have yeah. to spend the time to get it. I mean, we're talking about the easiest alternative in the world. It's also one of the best uh, things you're going to use in the offhand. And it's a big difference in damage, especially when you're using the ambuscade dagger that they're all also making. But my point being is that when I pop Ella without displacers and I'm the only person there and everyone's AFK, I need to close a skill chain to kill it really quickly because then you got muddle, you got everything going on, amnesia, it really sucks. So these thieves never know how to skill chain, they never try to set one up, they don't try to close, they just spam weapon skills, and that may work as a warrior, that may work as a dark knight, that may work as a dragoon, that may work as many jobs, but you cannot do that on that job, and I think the learning curve is not steep for Thief, but I think they never get on that curve, and Thief is, it excels for enmity control, which is its its primary gimmick on top of Treasure Hunter, but also it's one of the greatest physical skill chain closers in this game if you're coordinating, and because people don't coordinate, Thief really kind of falls by the wayside there. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I know that in uh, when I did that Dynamics run that I was talking about, um, I was having issues with mobs constantly moving and and all sorts of awful things, and then I had to make sure that other people were paying attention when it was time to, for me to either open or close something, and depending on like what stat eye color got pulled. So there's just a lot of levers that needed to be pulled. Um, Not that really dancer, standard really. Well, yeah, I mean, Dancer's got a whole whole nother level. Dancer's, dancer's like a World War One tank. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I, I and that's that's what's weird is is while I don't particularly enjoy Thief that much, um, again, it's not a bad job. Um, I absolutely love Dancer. Like, I think that job is amazing. And I, I don't know what it is. Like, the jobs perform very similarly um, when it comes to actual damage dealing. Um, but I just think that the Dancer, in my opinion, provides more to the group um, on a more consistent basis than a Thief does. But that's not to say that, that what a Thief brings to the table is anything bad at all, because that enemy control is so valuable in so many fights. And it's valuable for yourself, because if you're opening a three-step skill chain with trick attack on the person that's doing the second weapon skill to make sure they have hate so you can do sneak attack, then, I mean, that's to your benefit. It's not just hate control. It's also to your benefit to maximize your DPS by a by a lot. I mean, it's, it's a big difference. Absolutely. And there's a lot of tricks you can do with Enmity as well. Um, you, can, uh, you can do really cool things with planting hate on jobs like, say, Beastmaster, where you want to then plant hate on your pet. Well, if the, if the thief's been uh, trick attacking you, then you can just go ahead and snarl that on over and you're good to go. Um, if you want that enemy to just disappear for whatever reason, I don't know why you wouldn't put it on the tank, but I'm not going to get into semantics. Um, you can be trick attacking your Dragoon and the Dragoon can just high jump or super jump it away. Um, there, there's there's more than one thing you can do with enmity as it flows through the, through the battle. Um, you can even, uh, there's even a lot of tricks you can do with Scholar, um, but I was talking to Ruo about that and I'm sure he'll put out a video about that at some point. But uh, basically what it is is, if you ever see, or if you really listen to how I approach content when I try to explain stuff about it, I am almost always more concerned or more concerned about the enmity and how the enmity is playing out than the actual like killing it of the fight. And with how popular Corsair is, yeah, you can sub Dragoon, but if you're doing certain things, you're not going to have enough high jump to save you. You don't yeah, not. want to have to lower your DPS output instead of having a thief there to uh, collaborate or you to get hate off you and then plant hate on the tank that isn't doing as much damage as it can be. I mean, that, that's like Corsair's best friend right there as a thief. And it also can skill chain. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. And uh, the thief's best friend is the Corsair because it's going to provide that chaos roll, right? <laughs> yes, because thief is just like Runefencer, one of the most attack-starved, strength-starved jobs in the game. 
Yeah, it, it lets that one DD that may not have the, the the tools that I prefer in a fight, it lets the, the DD that doesn't have those tools go further because it provides the tools for them. And it does so um, at the cost of also dealing damage. So if you look at it, in that sense, it sounds absurd that it's that it's ever a bad thing, and that's because it is. Um, it's it's always a good thing. So I don't know. I, I probably could have said that in a more confusing way if I had really tried. Well, you know, we we said we weren't going to have a meta part two, but this sounds like a meta part two. Yeah, sure. Why not? Eh, it's good. I like this. Yeah. Well, I I know I walked away from the last one, uh, um, thinking that while I did cover a lot of what people think the meta is like, I didn't cover any specific setups or, or specific approaches to, to fights. And I don't want to sit here for like an hour and change and say, you know, this is how you approach this particular fight in wave three, or this is how you approach this particular fight in Omen, or this is how you approach this ambuscade, because there's lots of people with videos for that. Like if you want the, I don't watch those meta, videos let, let, Yeah. But let, let them define that for you though. If you're really that interested in having someone else do that, that legwork for you, then you can absolutely copy their answer. Um, but just know that that's not the only answer to the solution. Um, or that's not the only solution to the answer. And I think everyone knows that, but for whatever gets in the way there, there's something that's keeping them from reaching that. I know any job can do this, but it's not working. We keep losing. I got to just do what everyone else does. Yeah, and I think that circles back to the preparedness thing you were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel that when approaching content, a majority of the people aren't as prepared as they should be. Um, a lot of uh, leaders uh, for content aren't as prepared as they should be. I would uh, say most aren't. Because, yeah, and, and you know these people who want these who want other people to run events for them uh, and things. And this is something I've experienced over the years. Like I'm not talking about anything in particular. Um, a lot of the times people want to just join runs where they know that something's already set up and it's going to go smoothly. And when you just kind of go with the flow like that, um, you can end up with situations where certain jobs that would have normally been able to fill the role aren't filling the role anymore because that person did it one way and it seemed to work. So that all of a sudden is the most effective tactic to them um, when there, there could be more to it. Um, you could have a better way of handling it or, or a better way of controlling enemy throughout the fight. You know, it's less of a gamble. Um, should you just, you know, trust people who you know can perform on the jobs to do their job appropriately? You know, I don't like Family Guy, and I haven't watched it in many years. It used to have some moments back in the day that were pretty funny. Oh, for sure. But what I'm getting at here is, did you ever see the one where they clone Brian and Stewie? Uh, yes. Yes, and eventually the clones start cloning the clones, and they start falling apart where Stewie's eye pops out or whatever, and Brian's jaw falls on the ground because they just keep cloning everyone else to keep... <laughs> That's what these things are like. It's like, okay, guys, summoner, <laughs> we're gonna kill a elk. You know, that's, a, that's, that's a what a I really picture. picture. Yes. Yeah, because like I'm seeing all the all these people who are like on summoners, but not understand how the summoner part of this meta works. I see, like I've I've talked about this before. In fact, I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the last meta episode. It's kind of weird with the wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff that's going on. But um, when it comes to like say your summoners, you you want to make sure that they aren't just there on summoner and that they actually understand how the summoner strat works because there's more than just mashing subscribe to your blood pack. <laughs> subscribe, yeah, ring that bell. Yeah. So I think the summoner and how they approach that and why they don't know what they're doing is the same reason for every other job in this game. And the reason that people have a meta and problems with the meta is because they don't know what they're doing, which we've said a million times this episode. But what I'm getting at is when you go to a job guide, 
the biggest thing in the guide is the gear, because that's what everyone needs and wants. And it's kind of like reading an Ikea furniture manual. You just go right to the part that you need, you ignore everything else, and along the way you, you tend to miss things. If you just read the ingredients of a recipe and never read how to put those ingredients together, you get in a recipe that might actually end up pretty screwed up. So that's what everyone's pretty much like, is a skipping to the end of a recipe and, and, and not doing any of the steps properly and not combining ingredients properly or knowing, you know, what to even do in the kitchen and they end up with what we have now. Yeah, uh, take my beverage, for example. I'm drinking some milk tea with, uh, with honey and sugar. And oh, I didn't ask you you're drinking this time. Well, we just found out, uh, but uh, usually I absolutely love this drink. Um, I actually like it when it's uh, blended or chilled with the, the bursting boba in them. Um, but wow. when you make it just regular, um, it, it's still really good, right? And I decided, hey, I'm going to go ahead and make this. It can't be that hard. So I know what goes in it, but I didn't get any of the measurements. Or I didn't understand really how this goes together. And the drink that I'm drinking right now is just kind of extra medium. Like I know it's milk tea. Um, it still tastes like milk tea, but it's not the delightful experience that I usually have. Ah. So it's the same sort of thing when it comes to these people on these jobs. Like, I, I know how the job is going to work. I know how the job should work. And this is from an LS leader looking in. Um, but this is not the delightful experience with this job that I would normally have because this person clearly copy and pasted it and didn't bother to learn anything. I like how you delivered that because it's you. However, uh... Bubble tea, huh? Is that is that the trendy kind of thing we're doing now? Bubble tea? Hey, uh, when I go to like far restaurants and stuff, I will absolutely order that every time. Um, it's so good. I'm basic. I just put my tea in and make some hot water and drink tea, you know? That's usually the way I go about it too, but I was just, you know, wanting a little extra today. I'm a very grumpy old man, as Carrot calls me. Oh, yeah, with your eccentric food tastes. Hey, hey, food is a world in itself, and... Uh, people ordering Pizza Hut he's, he's really chill themselves. Not right wrong. There. Oh, dude, I, I dislike uh, I dislike ordered pizza. Also, um, I'm sure that you know if someone really feels zealous about refuting that, then that's their thing. But yeah, I'm also in that boat. Like, I would rather make a pizza uh, than order a pizza because usually it's like so mass produced, it's kind of gross. I make sauce out of just basic stuff, and it's so much better than the sauce you get in other pizzas. And it's I know I'm from an area that's very pizza snobby. And has a lot of fake-ass Italians that live in it. Fake-ass Italians. Oh, you never met Jersey Italians, have you? Especially ones nah, that are like five generations descended and they walk around with their uh, Italian this or that or their little Italian flag uh, bumper stickers or whatever. And they, they really think they're the real deal, man. They're, they're, they're as Italian as it gets. If you actually met a real Italian, you wouldn't know because you'd think they're the actual Italians, not the real Italian. Oh, man. You know, I, I've been to a lot of places in the U.S., but I have never been uh, north of Virginia, anywhere up there. Like, I've been all over the Midwest, all over the West Coast, um, North and South, all of that. But I have never been to the Northeast, um, even just slightly above Virginia. And the area you're talking about just always kind of baffles yeah. me. Like, I know some people who are in New York, and, like, they're a certain way. And, yeah, no, man. And, and even an hour and a half away, people from New York are different from, from down here because it's got a microcosm of things going on. So, <laughs> not to get too off topic. <laughs> right. Oh, we're there. So I think a big thing, too, as a leader is when someone, you know, if you tell me Gastrophies is awesome on a ranger, I'm like, cool. It's like someone goes, I have a Gastrophies ranger. I want to come. It's like, well, cool. Come Gastrophies ranger. And if you don't set that job up for success and you don't know what it needs and you don't know how to build your run around that, having a Gastrophies ranger is a negative 
because you now have a job that's not being optimized and it's not going to put out big numbers and it's just going to kind of drag things down versus just taking a hack and slash DD because you people know what it's capable of, but they just think out of the box with your bubble tea that you're just going to run in there and up. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Engaged kill. And then, Oh, we're done. Awesome off. Yeah. And that's definitely not the case. Like when you build a run, like you have to know what you're going into run wise for the first thing. And then for the second thing, you have to take a look at the smorgasbord of DDs that you have in front of you. And if one of them kind of stands out as I'm going to do damage a little bit differently and require my own special princess buffs, then that one isn't going to be quite as effective as the other ones or normally would have. So yeah, while Gastrophides is an absolute house when it comes to damage, your run has to be built around it being an absolute house. You know, when I join an Ambuscade pickup group, I always have to go into it with the mindset of, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do well. I hope everyone else knows what they're doing because they're on their own. And that's the wrong mindset to have. But when you don't have a real group and aren't part of anything, you fall into that mindset. And I think a lot of the better players in this game that do that have that whole mindset of, I know what I'm doing. Good luck, everyone else. You know, honestly, I, I've, I've been blessed with having a group that will constantly do things with me, uh, despite the kind of asshole I come off as sometimes. Oh, uh, well, uh, but I think know it, who you're I talking think to. Actually, right. Oh, oh I do. <laughs> uh, but I, I think if I were to actually you know, get off my high horse and just like go to, you know, regular shouts and things and just like in, like actually experience pickup groups again, um, I think it would actually make me a better player, honestly, uh, because then I would be dealing with more more chaos, more randomness and more situations I normally wouldn't be exposed to because we're in our set ways doing things a particular way. Like my group never uses summoners. Um, but I don't actually dislike Summoner, despite what some people may think. It's just it never works its way into our strategies because we just don't use the ones we have. And the problem is when you never use something and you approach it that way, you can tell based yeah. on how you're speaking, your whole group likely, can't say they do, likely reflects a similar sort of mindset and attitude. And as Maybe. we started off the episode with, there's no reason that if you have a fraud there who does nothing else uh, and only comes Summoner, then, yeah, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to work that in generally. For, not every fight, obviously, but generally for a lot of events, especially when you don't need the extra output because the game has gotten so much easier for the events we still do now than when they were first introduced. There's not really a struggle for 99.8% of everything. There's no reason that that summoner can't come. And when everyone thinks that way, that's what the meta is and locks people out that way because that's how groups work and it perpetuates itself and so on and so forth down the rabbit hole. To be honest, outside of Aeonic runs, it's like I, I almost never see summoners used for anything anymore. That's the problem. And you know, yeah, it's... summoner had no, really no place in the game before. Well, I mean, there were people who took a group of summoners with Diabolos using Nether Blast, etc., to Karen and kited it around for two hours doing that. You know, that was a thing. But in general, Summoner through this entire game's history has been the most written-off job because until you had perfect defense on Summoner with something like Legion, no one ever used it. Uh, Dynamis Lords, things like that. No one ever used it. And then perfect defense was something you could abuse, and everyone goes, okay, we're going to take a couple Summoners in, we're going we're gonna to perfect defense up, and we're going to go full balls to the wall at all these mobs that just rape us otherwise. And that makes Summoner the most sought-after job for groups, and people take it because of that. And over time, Summoner has gotten adjustments and fixes to get away from that and give them other tools. And while they do still need more in the way, 
yes, favor is nice, but you can't always take advantage of favor. You need more sort of yeah. backline party buffs, things. Crystal Blessing's great. Give you more of something like that. Carbuncle Racing Emity, great. But you need a little more than that to you validate know, yourself sometimes. And yeah, go on. Yeah, as a tank, actually, on the on the the message of, of buffs provided by Summoner, I would absolutely love, as a paladin, to see them use Curing Conduit from Leviathan on their parties. Uh, because that means my MP is going to go further. Um, if they get that Cure Potency Receive bonus, it's going to stack with all of my massive uh, Cure Potency Plus bonuses. And that means that I can use Cure 3 instead of Cure 4 to generate almost the same amount of enmity on you guys. And if that's, you, that's huge. And if you need MP too, yeah, that's, that's great. And also, that also means you can take a job that's not White Mage because you took a Summoner, and you can have that Scholar heal your group with even less issue because they're doing... You know, cure potency yep. received caps at thirty, but I forget what is Leviathan soothing current like twenty. Do I have to look it up? I'd have to look it up. I know that it's cure potency received, uh, but I don't know the exact values, and that's because it's I'm never BG used, up. and I, I think that's that's really sad. Um, the the one for all from Siren, it may not be as potent 15%. as fifteen uh, percent, and it doesn't I'll bypass the thirty percent cure potency received cap. But most people don't fight a cure potency received as a ninety nine point nine 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 percent of everyone. Yeah, it's like I think paladins and like maybe some dancers and some rune fencers will have that, but it's like super rune rare. doesn't have it. The only thing a rune's really going to wear is the burmet like or whatever. That no, yeah, well, the ring, yeah. but you're not tanking in the ring. It's yeah, that's yeah the ring from like, the like he's saying, they're not going to wear it. Like the most common time that you'll see it is when you see a uh, a paladin in sovereign gear. Yeah, and uh, that's be useless then. But paladins shouldn't be tanking yeah. in full sovereign gear, and that's another thing. Most paladins do do that. <laughs> yeah, that's the most common paladin oh, tank set. Um, Oh, Paladin. And that's another thing. I don't know what people do. It has to be they talk to someone in game and go, hey, I want to start this job. I'm kind of interested in it. What do I wear? What do you wear? And, you know, someone goes, well, I wear full sovereign plus one on my Paladin. And it goes, okay, that sounds good. I'll do that. And just because you're met with success because tanking isn't really that hard when you're a Paladin doesn't mean you're wearing the right stuff to optimize gameplay or party formations. I think that answers the problem overall, right? Because usually when someone will be like, well, what do you use on X job? And when the answer is a single gear set, that's usually the result that you end up with at the end of the day as well. Like if someone asks me what I tank in on Paladin, I'll ask them for context because I have like five different idol sets for what I'm engaged, five different ones for I'm not engaged. And they usually mirror each other. So don't, it doesn't sound like it's actually 10 sets. Like I have different toggles for if I want my HP to remain high or not. Um, like there's a lot of levers you can flip there and there's a lot of different sets you can idle in. Like, do I feel like trying to be a rune fencer today? Like there, there's a lot of stuff that you can do with the job and it's true of every job. Um, but when you get like that single answer back, it's like, Hey, I'm wearing Sovron and you know what? I've got my HEs on too. And you've got to wonder, does that Paladin bring that exact setup to every single fight? And no wonder it has a stigma for not being the best job. Yeah. Because if you just stood there like a, like the, the kid in the corner with a dunce cap trying to be, hey guys, I'm here. Then yeah, of course you're gonna no one's gonna think you're great because you're not doing anything great. But one of the I mean core... I was a I, I was a baddie this month. I, I we did the uh the ambuscade uh, for this month. It's Mumble Jaw. Um and I tanked that thing on Paladin and I pretty much was AFK during the fight. And yeah, like, but you, you should, should do be, that. Like you should always be engaged. Well what I'm saying is is like a lot of times people have this this notion, it's like, oh, well, we can only bring ninjas because this mob is going to kill us otherwise, or, you know, we can only bring a rune fencer. And you do blah. see him shouting for that this month. Yeah. 
But like if you're what they're doing, and honestly, this is not a good example of being a paladin because you should never be semi-AFK and watching YouTube when you're on paladin. Depends but, what you're watching. <laughs> right. But uh, you, sh you should be tanking because that's what you're there to do. Uh, and I was able to, to tank that effectively because I don't have just one gear set to rule them all. Like you, you, you have to know the content that you're going into and be a better player because you're better geared for it on the other end. And you're not going to know everything. It's, it's not like one of our viewer criticisms that Fox is a know-it-all, but you're not going to know. <laughs> you're not going to yeah. know everything. And I don't, just to, just to clarify, when I don't know the answer to something, I go find the answer to it. I just happen to have a very good memory. And that's the problem, the is a core part of this game is min-maxing. That's one of the oh, things yeah. in this game has that makes it unique, that gives it a... Part of the lasting allure of this game is the min-maxing, the gear swapping. And if you just want one set, you're playing the wrong game, go play 14, that's about it. Yep. There are some things that are not compromisable, and the core essence of this game is changing gear, having multiple sets, having a lot of inventory space, going after these items. That is the very backbone and soul of this game and that's how that is absolutely but uh, i wouldn't play ff11 if it didn't have that system that keeps me interested too because you can go so deep with it and that's what it turns people off is what i was about to say is what turns those people off and the reason they don't know things is because one not knowing things is sometimes scary and hard that's just a fact of life it, it applies to everything in life not just final fantasy two you have to put in the work and how far you min-max and how deep you go, I think a lot of people look at that and go, oh, wow, that person's just too intense. You don't have to be. <laughs> you don't. Just, yeah, it's true. You, you have to have more than one set, obviously. There's no one set wonder. There, you have to have more than two or three sets because one Ooh. sets TP, one sets weapon skill, and one sets uh, a DT set, and you need more than three. But at least having those three, I mean, you have to go into that. And people don't. I mean, maybe if there was one unified source where if they just said, what do I do? And everything popped up and gave them all the answers to life and the mysteries of everything were solved, that'd be great. But people don't dig. And it's not that it's so hidden. There's nothing you've really thought of outside of certain things when you're going really deep that will stand in your way of figuring out at least in some sense what to do. And, you know, if you're going to run around this game and watch every cutscene and play and do this and that and XYZ and try to you know, spend tens of hundreds of millions of gil on weapons and this and that, you should know what you're doing because why would you want to do something? Make a good investment. Yeah, why would you want to spend all this time and whatever and really kind of just flub through it and float through the game as in like, okay, I had the best stuff, everyone says the best, I'm kind of doing the best, I'm winning and this and that, I'm doing good. But why would you want to be in that sort of state of accepting your own mediocrity as in I don't need to know because I'm not challenged enough or this or that. Yeah. When people join things and, and on the internet, like no one wants to look like an idiot because your, your image is really just about not you as a person, but you as how you're reflected into this machine. That's a problem. Too. And it is a problem. Yeah. Uh, but everyone wants to be the man when they join a group. Right. And you know, for whatever reason, like if you're trying to impress the leader that's there, let's say that I'm leading a group. Right. Um, I care more about how you're playing your job and how you're reacting to the content itself than, than your actual gear. I could not tell you the last time I examined someone. If, if someone like joined up in my group and stuff, I, I have no idea what they're wearing, but I do know how they're performing. And that's actually what I gauge people I tend for. to examine not, not more on per performance output than beforehand. But sometimes, depending on the job, I will examine beforehand because if it's a thief, especially going back to that, that's a job I want to examine beforehand. 
And and I'm not just saying that that you know I'm looking at the parson. It's like, oh, this DD is clearly deficient. Like I actually observe that DD as they're as they're playing to see what's going wrong. Like, are they dying a lot? Are they taking a lot of damage? Um, is their DD nerfed because they're pulling a lot of hate, but they're surviving? I think I would rather have the survivor than the DD who tanks the floor. Um, so just because you know your your parse is astronomical does not mean that I'm going to be impressed. I want to see someone who is going to contribute to the run and contribute to the run's longevity and success. And I also want to see someone who's not just standing there spamming, you know, with no regard to anything else. When, uh, like, for do since I don't One do anything in game, I'm doing LO now because I don't do anything in game, and I'm trying to make Twashdar. So it's campaign for eight more days, seven more days now. I'm doing that. Good luck. Yeah, and when you only have two people fighting or three people fighting, and I see someone's always in the same weapon skill, so I open up with a weapon skill I know will make a skill chain. And if the other person's interrupting me or just constantly spamming and this or that, and it goes slower because one more weapon skill would have killed it by being the three steps and this and that and doing so much extra damage, then it kind of irks me. I was like, could you, could you pay attention? Could you care? Do you know what you're doing? Do you know why you're doing anything? Yeah, and the more people you get in an alliance, the, the more times you'll, you'll find that there's one or two people there, sometimes up to six people, who are just there for the participation award. And that is really doing your group a huge disservice. Hey, you know, this episode is actually more, especially me, because all I do is bitch, uh, more about <laughs> bitching about the meta than last time was. Uh, you're right. And I, I don't know, like, it's I guess frustrating. it brings it out of people, right? It's very frustrating that you see it when you go through the world in general. There's just this way people just float through things and don't need to know, don't read anything, don't do this or that. And are somehow still met with enough success to continue not performing in anything. And it translates over to the game and the way it's just, it's very frustrating to see. It's not that, you know, I think someone could sit back and hear us and be like, well, these guys are just perfectionists or that. There's more to yeah. it. There's a level of self respect. There's a level of respecting others. There's a level of being actually curious, inquisitive about the world around you. There's, now these are, these are admirable things. And to just, say fuck all is you know it, it's frustrating because things could be much more enjoyable in general if there was some yes. thought put into things thoughtfulness in general and I, I think that is exactly you know we bitch about it because no one likes that but what do you do about that i bitch about it because i don't want to play solo um i like to play in a party aspect in this game i just don't want to party with people who i know i'm hard carrying and like that that sounds kind of conceited because it is um, but at the same time it's forged out of actual experience and that's what i want to change like that, that that's that's the i'll say it again like that's the reason i want to do this podcast with you for the most part is i want people to look at this game and make this game as awesome as it could be especially with all the knowledge we have access to like i want to play with people who are good at the game not people who bought the most gill and you know burned all their jobs up to where it needs to be but learned nothing in the process like i want to play with people who are good because then you can get more exciting uh science out of it you can get more experiments out of what's going on with a well-oiled and that's what i like about the game so i'm complaining for my own benefit because i would like to see everyone in this game like try to approach it for for what this game actually provides in value like there's so much that you can do with this game that no one does. And I think a lot of times it's because people are just afraid to look like an ass on the internet. 
That's true. And I complain because I'm a complainer, but deep down I do <laughs> I do want the same things and that's what makes me complain and it's what makes me, you know, this is one of the most worked up I've been on a podcast we've ever done here, so yeah. You know, I I enjoy doing things in game that are different or working with people in a way that you couldn't just have anyone run into because people are coordinating, know what they're doing and with that comes the ability to directly apply specific see the difference between everything when when people fight stuff in the meta it's essentially dropping a nuclear weapon on something as opposed to going out as bruce lee and applying a few oh, yeah. precise strikes to parts of the body and it's over yeah that's that's a that's a very good that's a very good look at it and i um, admire the bruce lee exactly uh we're 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 so powerful <laughs> like i said before we can just super buff our way through everything but I, that's not what makes this game fun and i do find it fun and that's what i like to see more people involved in is i mean perhaps it's just satisfying to have gear or this or that or move to the game and watch the story and this and that but at some point you're still playing the game and if you want to keep playing the game or not get tired of it or this or that you have to you have to want to know more than just well, there's a campaign this month, I see. So I'm going to go do this because I'm going to make this weapon because everyone wants this. There has to be a little more to it. Why are you making that weapon? Do you even know what it is? You're just doing it because this, that, or this? Yep. Or I know I'm making it because I think it's better than what I have and that will allow me to contribute more in a job that needs to push harder like Thief than you know a job that already has a little more handed to it for putting out numbers. Yeah, and uh, I mean, just look at what I've, done recently i i threw my malform great axe on the ground because i'm i'm not a warrior that's like the one job i don't play uh it's not even 99 it's the single job that isn't um i threw it on the ground and picked up the malform shield uh to make as an aonic uh, because rua talked me into using that shield i know mathematically that the pre-win is superior um in every way but there are some benefits to that shield that aren't necessarily Shown just in found in the science of yeah, like it doesn't have to have the highest block rate. I mean, I can get over myself and not and not worry about capping block rate versus 150 content. Because if you're sitting there at 90%, guess what? You're still super effective. So why not take this other shield, you know, that mitigates player more damage. around with its HP bonuses. Um, yeah, it, well, just HP bonuses. Uh, the enmity bonus on that shield allows you to redistribute uh, how you have your idle enmity elsewhere. Um, it, it goes better with other swords, swords that I discounted prior. Um, like I had talked to him about the, the Cabalaria sword and the shield before that episode that he even put out. Um, and he actually sold me on it before he ever put his guide out because it's a different way of approaching things. Like I may seem like a know-it-all, but I would have never put that together uh, to, to do that with those particular weapons on Paladin because I see one hyper-efficient way of playing it, but it doesn't mean that it's the only hyper-efficient way of playing it. I was and I think in, that illustrates what we're talking about. I was in the room where it happened, and I witnessed for myself firsthand that <laughs> Fox does not know everything, and upon yes. Rua saying something he had not considered, in the exchange of two people interested in the game and doing more than just scratching the surface, I can say I witnessed, in fact, Fox not knowing everything. He's done it. By George, he's got it. Oh, man, even God Kings can bleed. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, that's pretty but cringe, yeah, like, but I thought it was fun. Oh, dude, it's so cringe. But but that's just the thing, though. Um, is if there were more people willing to 
to do these sorts of things. Like there, there's all sorts of cool stuff that we could find out we could do with the game. And I think the more that we find out what to do with the game, the more acceptable more job combinations will be because we'll be more enlightened overall as people who play it. And as the people trying to talk about this topic, we can only go so far without your personal feedback to guide us. Because we can talk about all day what we think is holding people up. And without specific examples and cases of things we obviously weren't going to consider, then yeah. but we can talk about and definitely might even have some answers for Fox more than myself. But I mean, we we definitely we need... don't know you. We we don't know you or what you need. Like we'll we'll answer these kinds of questions and give give me something to tackle scientifically. Even I'll be more than happy to do that. And I think after this episode and the last meta episode, we're going to get a little more bit of feedback. We're getting some here and there, but not enough to let us fill the whole void there. Yeah, I, we've gotten some feedback that uh, people did like what we did with jobs. And we can talk about jobs going forward. I think it's just, as, as this per- Right. As this particular show, though, we don't want to be a one-trick pony. Like We want to talk about what's on our minds involving the game like currently. And you guys get to experience a week later, which is the only downside about production. But There's a benefit to that. Evil. We've talked about that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, the 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 problem with it, though, isn't necessarily that bad when you consider that that we just want to make sure we're bringing you stuff that you want to you want to actually hear. Because I could talk about this stuff into a guide that you may or may not click on and read. Um, but there's something more about a discussion of this kind of topic um there's something more that it will bring you as opposed to to you know just reading about it and of course you would write that on bg and no one would check it because no one reads the book (laughs) yeah and not just on a discord server somewhere have you checked out that paladin community guide that what's his nuts is doing let me get his name here to thank him while we're on the subject of paladin and the wiki and guide i are you talking no i've only looked at the ah one the first and last line of defense i think version three now Brahms with an S Z H M S H M S Z Brahms has been working on the community paladin guide and putting quite a bit of work into it. So as I don't play paladin, I figured that'd be something you could look into. But thank you, Brahms, for helping out with the community guide. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, more more people need to contribute because I mean, even if you're wrong, like that at least makes a discussion surrounding something. Yeah. Uh, um, on how it can be optimized. Like, being wrong is actually a good thing, guys. Like, don't be afraid of that. And I know when you see certain people, we can go to that blue debuff thread on Auction House that was there that the guy specifically invoked, <laughs> invoked me as, uh, I don't know, I probably read it in one of Spicy's guides. He said it. it wasn't my theory. And it's like, look, you could, that's the point that everything goes wrong on a forum online. If you don't know what you're talking about, but you've read guides and want to make statements and you make something, don't double down and be an ass and say, oh, well, spicy. What is the EY, by the way? There's no EY. It's just a Y. It's fine. Don't add extra letters there. It's fine. But why do you that's people are afraid to be wrong because when they double down on that, a fight ensues and someone ends up embarrassed. Things get said. Trolling starts. Flaming starts. You know, yeah. I can see wanting to avoid that. But if you just approach things in good faith or go, well, I was mistaken. Uh, you know, don't have to say sorry. You don't have to say sorry. It's not weak to say sorry, by the way. There's no weakness in being wrong or 
or having a little bit of humility. Yeah. But that's another thing people seem to have problems with. Thanks, Internet. Yes, yes. Everything's a tough guy contest on the Internet. Personally, I try to limit the statements I make because I have a lot of exposure. So I want to limit it more than a normal person. Not that I'm not a normal person would want to. So yeah, I'm guilty of that too, but I have more reason in my mind to try to avoid making as many definitive statements because you see people go, well, Splashy's guide. It's like, okay, you know. <laughs> oh man. That's why people are afraid because that's human nature is to be mistaken and not back down. Yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if that person like wants to troll you or something. They're going to find something uh that that person just has yeah they just have an opinion on the internet and you just so happen to be the target of it at that particular time it's it's absolutely stupid uh let him have his opinion let him go on like what the, the main thing that i say um in response to a lot of things like when when like people start like pointing fingers at me it doesn't happen often but when it does i just say that that i don't have to have you believe that i'm right for me to be right and that's actually true um if you know you're right, just let it be. Um, at least there's a discussion going on about what you said. So that way more people can think about whether or not they feel it's right also. And if there are people that do, that means that you've obviously synced up in some way. And maybe some benefit would come out of having that line of thinking also approaching the topic that you're talking about. Which makes sense when we yeah. say it. But when things are rolling and, and the cards yeah. are down, I think people sometimes also, I think there's a psychological thing here to be explained, but they take i do know that when someone is proven wrong it lights up the same part of the brain as pain so people don't like being proven wrong because psychologically it inflicts some level of pain to them and i think oh. yeah i mean especially if it's so deep that it's like a belief like i don't want to go yes. into too many things that i'm not learned in um but that is definitely a truth that's out there is that when you start shaking people's beliefs that's when you'll get the highest amount of hostility yes and that hostility breeds online openly and that's the problem we have with discussion and earnestness here so if anyone wants to try and keep that in mind when you're trying to sway people and and do it in a way where you can do the exact same thing without invoking that area of their brain as much because you know you're right and yeah. I, I like personally see i like i'm an ass i like doing that so that's my problem my fault that's not the way to be i know that doesn't mean i'm not going to do that because I don't know. And, I don't yeah. know, Fox. Okay. You know, I, I stop right there because I'm like, skin. I know better, but I, I, I know you know better, yeah. but you just can't help yourself. It's it's a compulsion, if you will, Whoa. just like how I'm compelled to correct people. You make me sound like the autistic kid at TGI Fridays ordering mac and cheese, but that's good, man. <sighs> Look, we've we've we're in the weeds at this point. Well, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, the message we want to get across is, is that nothing ventured, nothing gained. And if you're just going to fear about like how you look and not really put yourself out there as someone who may be an expert at something and try to actively uh, bring what you're doing to the forefront of it and then to put it in the context of the game, like if you play a job and you think that job isn't being adequately represented in content, like don't put yourself among the majority that also puts it down. Um, if that If that part of the back of your head says that hey there's something going on here then maybe you should speak up because being the vocal minority is actually not a bad thing as long as as long as there's a reason to why you're you're, you're doing it like like in, in the in the case of the person who sent us the feedback 
um, he should really say something the next time that he feels that a, a strategy could be better served with a dancer and a summoner in there and, and putting them in a role that could be effective. They may not do it, but it at least will get the wheels turning on, you know, being able to use them in content the way that he believes that they should. And if they don't work out, well, then that's just even more information. You know, like you can figure out why that didn't work or, you know, it wasn't really just a bad idea all along. But what we're saying is, is that being wrong about it isn't a bad thing. Um, you can't have progress without any kind of experimentation. Like you, you can't go forward if you never try new things. I mean, Albert Einstein wasn't always correct. Yeah. But you have to be able to accept that. Exactly. It's okay. Hold on. It's not your fault. Here's the line. It's just a game. <laughs> it's just a game. Yeah, man. You lagged out there for a second, but I know you were saying the same. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's because it is. Like, looking... And I, I've looked stupid plenty of times in this game, too. Like, I, <laughs> I do talk from a stance that I know what I'm talking about, and, and I do, but it's only because I've been wrong a thousand times about it, and I've had to figure it out. I've been wrong so many times in my life, and in this game in particular, that at a certain point you just want to stop being wrong, and then, you know, you kind of close yourself off a bit, too. But that's that's a different story entirely. But I, I don't want to be wrong all the time. Right. I do. Uh, I would absolutely like to find out the, the right way of doing things. Um, I, I crave being wrong, actually. Well, there is a satisfaction in finding out that you can change and do something different and better. But, I mean, there's a lot going on there. Right. Yeah, any, like, I don't think going any deeper on that would really be productive conversation. <laughs> so when to change, to change that and apply it to the game, failing in this sense means wasting time and people possibly getting frustrated or people not having time to give to something or nothing getting done that time and people get discouraged when that happens. So I think that's a, you know, the meta is a whole shortcut to avoiding any sort of having to feel bad for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's like a safety blanket. And, yes. And you're not, you're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get achieve the end result, but you're not gonna do it in a way that's satisfying to you, unless maybe that's your thing. Like if some people sync up with the meta. Uh, the meta shouldn't, the, the the meta of a specific content or just the idea of a meta in general shouldn't be something that's negative. Um, it should be something to strive for, actually. Uh, but it should not do so um, with the result of making it so it's only inclusionary to certain things uh, a meta is a strategy it is not a specific job it is not a specific combination of jobs it's 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 what you're applying to the fight to make the fight's outcome the most effective that it can possibly be and it's not just about using and abusing certain gimmicks of jobs to overwhelm something without putting any effort into it on top of that. yeah i i am a huge offender of that with ninja by the way that's <laughs> i use well, ninja that's... to break content and that, it's it's not even it's not even like strictly the best way like like i believe it is because it's the the least it has the least footprint on on what's going on like you're killing the mob you're not taking damage you're you're breaking the job you're breaking the mechanics of the fight in half but it doesn't mean that that's the only way to approach it though and like I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm what I'm saying is I'm just as guilty of falling into this meta trap that other people are. It's just my meta may be different than yours. And that's what's funny is because if Ninja was as bandwagon as it could be to do certain things in this game, which it's not because it's not out of the box IKEA ready. Which oh, no. I guess the theme of this episode is Sweden here is because IKEA, yeah. I think I've said three times now. I've never been in an IKEA, by the way. Uh, I haven't either. The closest one to me is like 45 minutes away in Elizabeth. 
<laughs> but we know how it works, right? Uh, everyone knows about Ikea. They use like 2 to 3% of the world's lumber supply as a single company. They are quite incredible wasters of lumber. It sounds like you know more about Ikea than I do then. Maybe Sweden can tell us more about Ikea than message. Yeah, pretty much. But as I was saying, if Ninja was as bandwagon as it could have been, uh, I think we would be talking about Ninja right now too, not just Summoner or hyper-buffing DDs. Yeah, it's it's going to be whatever X job has the spotlight for the content that you're currently interested in. And, and that idea of the meta is going to apply as the general meta to everything you look at because you you you're like the, the, the person is is jaded at that point um, because they they're not included because they believe that their job should be able to be in this content. But it's going against the grain of what someone else believes should be in the content. And then you get into a whole that that whole other cesspool of uh of internet arguing that we were talking about before. I've often been on the outside of that, playing jobs that people don't want and link shells don't want to bring you on to. And if you never get your foot in the door, because you can't just make great friends like the Fox Danger and and just be, go, y'all, you come whenever you want, as long as we're going to do fine. That's fine. You know, we're going to win. It's not hard. Yeah, <laughs> let's fuck everybody. Let's go. If you never get your foot in the door and you can't even work on your character and show what it's worth, uh, it, it kind of... The gatekeeping is a problem because it's being kept by people that don't know what the keys do. And like, I'm making this sound way more simple than it is, too. Like, I didn't just jump on Beastmaster Ninja and go, you know what? I'm just going to break this content and I'm going to have the help of these other 18 people helping me do it. Um, I, I had to sell this job through or, or these jobs through actual play. And to this day, they still don't get necessarily get the credit they deserve. Not me, the, the job. Again, I only care about people seeing the jobs for what they can do. And uh, it, it takes a lot of work. So if, you, if you're really passionate about making sure that, that your job or your setup or, or, or something is involved, then be ready to put the work into making it happen. That's all I really got. Yeah. I mean, outside of us getting in the weeds here and me uh, yeah. getting a little loose with my lips there. I think we covered overall any remaining things of the meta without getting bogged down in this, uh, a topic on specific strategies, how to tackle every single thing in the game. I mean, we could sit here and say you could use rangers for, for, uh, not everything basically for it's errands, right? Errands. And you could use rangers instead of just using summoner and clearing TP. And you could use monk now, uh, with subtle blow two, instead of just using thieves with TP wings is the original way people did it. I mean, or just jobs with TP wing slash thief. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to tackle content. You can you can throw DDs at Shah just as well as you can use summoners. I mean, it's just not as fast. But, I mean, there's a million things in this game we could talk about, and it's not like we're going to sit here and go, okay, and diversions, everyone, here's exactly what you should do. Step one, bring this job. Step two, make sure this job does this. Okay, now we're going to maximize your damage output. And, it, you know, we could we could talk forever about narrow things, but how you approach things in general and, and how your mindset works and how far you want to expand that mindset, which is what we're trying to encourage in our own way here, is the thing we're trying to tackle and get around here. So if we can hopefully encourage people through what we talk about, Dancer, Beastmaster, Summoner especially this time, I really got a bit of a half chub for, even though I don't really like Summoner. I don't want to play it anymore. I mean... <laughs> I I, I I actually have a really good summoner. I just don't have a Nirvana. I, I like I said, we just don't use it. I first started playing summoner it's a great job. because it was meta back before. This is after the. Is it after the time doesn't exactly matter if it was before or after the perfect defense nerf, which now isn't a nerf due to all the skill and gear that's come out. 
whatever. Originally, it was a nerf of Perfect Defense, but it was back in Walk of Echoes when Walk of Echoes mattered before other eye-level gear before Adolin. And Summoner was the preferred way to do that content because, you know, everyone's running around like a bunch of idiots, and, and Summoners were the only way really to get the job done without any coordination or partying and this and that. So everyone went through Summoners at Walk of Echoes, and that's how I started playing Summoner. Yeah, uh, I did spinning dives on Kirin when that was the meta, you know, when you fought Kirin Longway. Oh, and Perfect Defense Never first blessed. came out. Um, yeah, I, I when Perfect Defense first came out, I was actually one of the the, the first summoners that um, that actually attended uh, an absolute virtue burn um, using Perfect Defense strats. I, didn't even I know remember you going summoner. out there. I, I wasn't. Oh yeah. Oh, I absolutely love summoner. It was like my third seventy five, I think. Um, the, the job is awesome. Like people, that's why I think it's so funny when people like say, "Oh, well, Fox hates Summoner because X," and he's always talking about whatever. Uh, every time I mention Summoner, it's always in the in the context of don't think it's the only way to approach content. Not that I hate it. The, the job is awesome. Like I wish we could still use perfect defense strats on more things. Well, um, there's aspects of the job that just go completely unused, and it's so great. Like the the job is so great. Look at this. We met like what a year plus ago, and I'm just now learning you have a Summoner. What what, what is it going on? I, I have all the jobs, man. Well, not all of them. Well, not warrior. <laughs> Who needs warrior? Sorry, all the warriors. Yeah, yeah. My, you know, I've, 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 I've got the gear for it. It's just it. That, that's just the thing, though. I can't justify that much negative inventory because I already have these other jobs that I could go on as DD if I needed to fill X role for DD. Like it's. And by the way, when we talk about being open minded, and I turn around and say, "Who needs warrior?" Sorry, warriors. Uh, that's obviously not. Warriors are awesome. Every job in this game is awesome in its own right and regard. Yeah. So it's obviously me being facetious, but partly not because some of the warriors yeah. just say, ooh, ooh, what, are they, what are they doing? They're just trying to swing away well, there. Well, I mean, that's obvious at this point. Like, I, I play the like the two jobs that are arguably the, the worst from people's points of views. I so. picture warriors as the, I don't know how old this video is or how wide it ever circulated, as the redneck guy on youtube that put two ropes around a chainsaw and swung them around freely over his head to trim his hedges that's what i picture warrior as an unsophisticated redneck trimming his hedges in a way that could leave them you know maimed and injured or dead for, for the rest of their life but man isn't it a spectacle to behold uh yes if you've never seen someone swing chainsaws around it's glorious yeah, like just because just because I don't have warrior level does not mean warrior's not good. Like it, it's 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 great, and he's right. Every job is great. You just got to approach it with the right context. Like it's I would try to jam job. Beastmaster. Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on what job you're on, but and again, it's context. Like I wouldn't jam Beastmaster in every job into every setup. I wouldn't try to jam Ninja into every setup, and I wouldn't try to jam Summoner into every setup. But you know what that also makes you? Useful. You know what that makes you, right? Uh, not meta, not fraud, not fraud. Okay. Well, I can confirm that I am not fraud. The fraud danger. Oh, God. I like that too much. Yeah, but but consider the approach, not the jobs. Like, what do you need to do as an outcome when you approach content? Not what jobs do I need to complete the content? Because that's the wrong way of looking at it. Um, look at what you need from a party composition setup, as in, like, what buffs and debuffs you need. Um, what you need to be able to do as a tank to absorb or control enmity. Um, and what the people you have involved can particularly do for their own strengths and weaknesses. Um, I know that there are plenty of better paladins out there than me. I know there are plenty of worse paladins out there than me. 
Um, but if I go paladin to something, like I can fulfill roles that some other paladins may not. And you know, you just got to play to the strengths and weaknesses of your party. For a pickup group, you may not necessarily have that option available. Um, but if you do happen to have a recurring character that shows up in your group and you know that they can do X thing, uh, feel free to try to build the strategy around them, even if it's kind of wonky, because you have a higher degree of success than getting a random person out of the gate who just, you know, Ikea assembled their insert <laughs> job here. And it's true. You know, Ikea is starting a buyback program if your furniture is in decent or good enough condition that they'll put it in their store and people can buy it at a discount. You hear that? We're trying to get the Ikea sponsorship. They say they're worried about their environmental impact, but to me, it just sounds like they're trying to make even more money by getting their old furniture back and reselling it again. <laughs> That's good. I don't know how it could hold up. It's like, you know, uh, just wet cardboard at their time. It just breaks down. At any rate, yes, and that's why it's so important for people to edit the wiki, because how you approach this game is based on your understanding of mechanics. If you understand, hey, gear haste caps at this, hey, attack matters until it doesn't, hey, uh, this weapon skill is front-loaded in the first hit, has high FTP or low FTP, I use this, that, or this, or that, weapon skill damage matters more, critical hit rate matters for this weapon. If you know those things, that's important, and that I mean, having a mechanical understanding of this game directly impacts how you think about and apply setup combinations of jobs and how you tackle content. And I think overall, the lack of mechanical understanding in a broader sense about things that we all take for granted, Fox, is directly <laughs> the mountain of snow melting that is the river running down here that leads to the meadow we have now. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a lot of things that I take for granted in the game, and one of the things is, is that the the meta truly doesn't apply to me because I I have a group, and not everyone has a group that can go out of their way to do these sorts of things. So with you know the ideas of what's going on with the meta running so rampant, and no one ever providing a solution for it, uh, I don't know how much of a solution I can really provide for you guys. Like people ask questions about these things, and I can provide insights. Uh, Spicy can provide insights, but I mean without any like direct interaction with it like i can only do so much and that's why i was saying before like i think i'll be a better player if i just start joining these pickup groups again so that uh, i know what, what meta people are talking about sometimes it's fun let me tell you and oh, other times you just kind of want to log off <laughs> just kind of log off. i think we need to have a new guest oh, on this podcast too. Oh, i think it's, it's time for a new guest at this point you got anyone in mind uh here and there i just don't reach out do you have anyone in mind uh, no, I don't talk to people on purpose. And the reason I'm saying this on air live is because maybe someone also wants to talk about a topic themselves that they know well, or a job they know well and wants to come on. Not that we need people to come on. We just think it's good to do. Yeah. Um, like I can bounce stuff off of spicy all day and he can do the same in, in reverse. And, you know, we agree on a lot of the same stuff, but there's only so far that that can really take us as far as being able to. Uh, provide you with good insights because if you only hear from one side of the story the entire time you're not really getting like another side or or the its reflection uh so it, it doesn't do any good like if, if you're if you're reading from only one history book you don't really know the complete history itself and i think we should call it because right now what i'm hearing from both of us is the silent quiet room thing here not that silent and quiet aren't the same thing but when you sit alone in a quiet room and start doubting your own thoughts it's, it's kind of like we're like audience what do you think <laughs> yeah i suppose you're right man so yeah i think i think um, we've said all that we can say in this topic and i had fun even getting in the weeds this time because why not 
yeah, I feel a lot better about the uh, the outcome of the meta discussion as opposed to last time's, uh, where it didn't really seem to have the kind of the closure on the message I wanted to provide. We were more professional last time, but who needs to be professional? Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I doubt you guys are here specifically for us professionals. So. I had more to drink this time, so I was more fun. I finished my tea and got sad. Uh, it was only mediocre at best, right? It was only mediocre at best. That's true. A middling bubble tea, you called it, right? Uh, I prefer the term extra medium. Most extra of the time. medium. Yeah. Yes, that was it. Sorry. And you know, the one thing I was hoping for maybe about 45 minutes back when you're talking about everyone wants to be the guy, as I was hoping you bring daddy's love into this one, just because it needs to be a recurring theme, uh, daddy's love. Uh, you don't have to earn daddy's love in every episode, but it's important to make sure he returns from the store with cigarettes. <laughs> hey, sometimes they don't leave for cigarettes and never come back. Sometimes they leave for milk. And remember, it's because of your part specifically. If you don't parse great, your dad's never coming home. Oh, man, we're done now. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. And as always, please, uh, you can send us something on YouTube. We have a thread on the BG forums, not that anyone uses that, but if you are a member of the BG Wiki, you, by proxy, are a member of the BG forums, you can go to the thread we have there, If you, the Final Fantasy Everything section, 11 Everything section. You'll find it. It's pretty easy. There's not many threads made, so you can tell us something there, as a couple people have. Not many, but that's a venue. Uh, available on the email, as everyone hopefully knows. It's WTFinventadeal at gmail.com. You can send us something there, as we've gotten before. And otherwise, the Discord that we post and everything. Come and join and let us know, and it'll give us future episodes to discuss and talk about. And we enjoy this as much as some of you like listening. Not all, but let's keep <laughs> the fun going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, please give me uh, give me stuff to science. It's what I really love about this game. Blinded Fox with science. See you, everyone. Thanks, Spicy. Later.